The scripture for this morning comes from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verses 17 through 25. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who dies, or excuse me, who does not live out a lifetime. For one who lives, I'm sorry, my eyes are all blurry. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short for a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be God. to God. seated. Uh, wow. Wow. That's really all that comes to mind after hearing that beautiful vision of the new heavens and the new earth that God paints for us in today's scripture. God is speaking to his people, a people who have been in exile and are now slowly returning home to Judah, to Jerusalem. They see before them a land that lies in ruins, a temple crumbled, and a land laid waste. But God sees something different for the land and for his people. God knows that the land and his people are not all they should be, not all they can be. He has a big dream and he shares with them a dream that has not yet been realized in its fullness. And for that reason, it is a dream that still speaks to us today, right where we are. People today in a land where all is not as it should be, 
where we are not all we can be. And where things are not as God envisions them, my brothers and sisters, I think we can call all of these things kingdom issues. What does God see? What does God imagine will make for a world where there is no more weeping, no more cries of distress? No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days. Infant mortality is a kingdom issue. They shall build houses and inhabit them. Affordable housing is a kingdom issue. No more shall there be an old person who does not live out a lifetime. Health care is a kingdom issue. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Food accessibility is a kingdom issue. They shall not labor in vain. Sustainable employment is a kingdom issue. They shall not bear children for calamity. Child nutrition and education are kingdom issues. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. Peacemaking is a kingdom issue. Now these are big, audacious dreams. And they are made bigger and more audacious because they are not just for a person here or a family there. They are not just for a community here and a nation there. These are big, audacious dreams that Jesus lived out in his ministry. Dreams we hear in this service every week in our communion liturgy. Jesus came to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when God would save his people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. After Jesus' death and resurrection, the church was born, and the message of grace and love, the promise of reconciliation with God and eternal salvation was shared with the world. These kingdom issues, these dreams of God's, are not just for one, but are for all. And these dreams, while only fully realizable when Jesus comes again, these dreams are not just about those days to come in eternity when we pull ourselves up to that heavenly banquet table. The kingdom, you see, has already begun. There is no waiting for the everlasting. Mary Eleanor Johns put it in a commentary on today's text this way, the church's job is not to cloister itself, proclaiming the resurrection just in the everlasting. The proclamation is for the resurrection of life in this world as well. We are given a foretaste of the new heavens and earth through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We are given gifts and abilities and invited in to participate in the ongoing formation of the new Jerusalem for all children of God 
whereby we can work to diminish suffering. How do we get in on what God is already doing? Johns asks. We should not be sitting around, shaking our head at the world around us, secure in our own salvation, biding our time. Now is the time for us as God's people to be at work in the world, at work on kingdom issues. After all, if we, who are we really if we do not look out into our world and have our hearts broken where we see things that are not in line with God's kingdom? Who are we really if we have our hearts broken by the world and yet do not see God at work there? Who are we really if we see God at work in the world and we do not join him there? God has a big audacious dream for us. It is a dream for all of us and all of our brothers and sisters in the world, whether they know about it yet or not. It is a dream that is about more than an everlasting destination. It is a dream God shares with us, calling us to not only grasp hold of it for our own peace, but to grasp hold of it and work with him to make it real here and now. One cool cup of water to a person in need at a time. One hand extended in friendship at a time. One act of mercy. One word of compassion. One blessing shared. Because you see, every single thing done for the love of God and neighbor is multiplied so that the promise of the kingdom to come shines not only on that far horizon, but in all of our lives today. May we be the people of God's dream, those with broken hearts and open eyes, those who work with all that we are, giving all that we have been given, to make the kingdom real today, in Jesus' name, with the boldness and the strength given to us by the Holy Spirit, and all for God's eternal glory. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, you dream so big, so, so big, and we here in this broken, hurting world, we, we think that these dreams, that, that they are for a distant future. When you will come again and make all things right. But Lord, this dream is not just for then. Because we are your people. We call ourselves Christians. We believe the kingdom has begun, and we want to be your hands and your feet in this world, creating little pockets of the kingdom here and there, speaking up for justice, acting in mercy, being grace-filled people 
who are aware of how much we have been given and that we have so much to give to the world. Make us bold and courageous this week. May we see you and may we join you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.